0: Would you like to be part of the next generation of mindfulness
1: meditation instructors? We invite you to take a unique opportunity to earn your teacher certification with Jack Kornfield, Tara Brock,
0: and some of today's leading mindfulness meditation instructors. To get the training you need to guide others in their journey, visit BeHereNowNetwork.com
1: getcertified get certified.
2: Hi, this is Ram Das here and now. I'm Raghu and I'm with Ram Dass, who's live today, meaning it's not a talk from 30 years ago. It's you right here and now, Ram Dass. Hi. Hi. And with the, the extra special, special uh, guest today is Mirabai Bush. Mirabai, everybody knows Mirabai. Mirabai, say hi.
1: Hi, everyone.
2: Great to have you all here. So, this is in commemoration of this wonderful new book that is going to be out on September 4th, 2018, Walking Each Other Home. And uh, Mirabai and Ramdas put this book together, and we were. People are just now starting to get it. So, we're getting. Wonderful feedback. Mirabai was just mentioning it to Ramdas actually. You know what? Uh, I want to talk about how the kind of the genesis a little bit of this book because uh, there was an idea that came at one point uh, that we would like to do. As Ramdas, we had a wonderful online course with Ramdas a couple of years ago around aging and included death and dying. And it was so well received. I thought, wow, Ramdas has all, you have all this incredible material from over the decades. Why don't we pick the best of it and and make a beautiful book out of it? And I thought, who better to put it together was Mirabai? And so we agreed. And then, of course, I had that thought about what it was going to be. Ramdas, of course, you had another thought about what it was going to be. And Mirabai, I don't think that's what I want to ask you. I don't think you had a thought about what it should or should not be. But the involvement of this book is extraordinary in so many different ways. But tell us a little bit. What, what was in your head that because you and I talked and you agreed, oh, that'd be a good thing. But I, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I'll make some comments or something. But it completely radically changed into what it is today.
1: Well, I I didn't have a model for it. I was pretty model free when we started out. I just wanted to. I loved the idea of putting together all what Ram Dass had written and spoken about dying, and I as I've had close friends die recently, I was kind of imagining this lovely book on the bedstand, you know, next to. Whoever was in their last chapter, um, and so we did. We put it all together, as you remember. But there was it. It was a little static, and also we realized in talking about it, Ramdas and I, and I think you too, Raghu, that Ramdas has been writing about dying since Be Here Now, and. The words are all there from the very beginning. But of course, you know, Ramdas, as you aged and as you had so many life experiences and so much pain and et cetera, that, <laughs> you, <laughs> that you know that you know about death and dying in a different way now than you did then, even though the words were really all there. So we thought that maybe in conversation we could capture the subtleties around the difference in knowing and holding it more deeply and fully than uh when we started out this journey. Mm. That sound right?
2: Yeah. 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 Uh, well I just I did have a model Mirabai and you didn't follow it thank god. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> But not to make this a, a big infomercial, but just to let everybody, all you guys listening out there, know, this is a very rich book, because Mirabai sat with Ramdas many a day, going back and forth to Maui over a couple of years. and in this book you get a wonderful view, bird's-eye view of, uh, of you, Ramdas, and, and your environment in Maui. and, and there your, it is. There it is. fantastic thank you so there's a wonderful as i said bird's eye view of uh, ramdas in in his house and in his environment in maui that's just um, the the way you mirabai have characterized it and and the the connectivity that it has between you and he of course you know everybody out there mirabai and I were with Ramdas back when he went back to India the second time. So we and she, of course, has spent a lot of time together. And so you really get that feeling of warmth and connectivity, which is really wonderful. But you, you also get the... Um, you get practices. This book is so full of wonderful practices that you put at the end of the book. It's, it's just... And also... Not only Ramdas, from your point of view, as Mirabai was describing just now, from where you are now, but also including excerpts from where you mm. were before, before the stroke, yeah. in particular, and that adds to uh, to the really the uh, richness of of this book. Okay, that's a two minute or three minute commercial for the book, everybody. So go out and buy it. That's all we got to say. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, Thank you. Uh, So there's a few things as I went through it again. Now, of course, I'm really familiar with it. And the beauty is that I went through the book just to see, you know, what things that I'd like to share with you and with people out there. And uh, it was like I hadn't read it before, but I've read it a bunch of times because uh, I would get the uh, manuscript and Mirabai would send it to me and we'd we'd chat about it and so on. Um, Let's talk. There's one thing that i i think is integral to to you ramdas and all of us really but the way that you had put it back in the day and this you said just recently so but your experiences around psychedelics really uh informed a lot of of your experiential view of transition of death Um, And you said in in the book, I glimpsed death a few times through psychedelics. Those times rewrote my life instructions. I love that expression. Can you just talk about it a little bit more?
0: The the first time I took psilocybin with Tim and uh, Allen Ginsberg, and... uh, I left them and the living room was dark and um, I sensed somebody in the corner and the somebody was me. Mm -hmm. Well, it was my social role. And I said, well, I still have my body, and I looked down, and the couch was all there, but not my body wasn't there, and. I said, I'm home, I'm home, I'm home. The the home was inside consciousness and love. And I met
2: myself there.
0: Mm.
2: So would you say then in terms of the statement that you made in, in the book, uh, Rewriting Life Instructions, sounds to me like you that identification with the true home immediately superseded the idea that you were a body, or that you were mind. Everything that you had believed was real. Through the psychedelic, you realize the true home which is rewriting life instructions. Would that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's one other, not one other, there's such, uh, I I really have to uh, share with people the beauty of uh, some of of your writing about your personal experience, Mirabai, in this book. So if you don't mind, I'm just going to, give people an idea of this because this is something I, this particular section I really love and it's just about being with Ramdas. We sit in silence for a while. We both know that the loss of a child is probably the worst suffering one can experience in this life. Several of our close friends have lost their children. I try to imagine it but when my son Owen comes into my mind it closes down before I can even imagine him dead. At this moment, I remember being in India at Maharaji's temple in the 80s when my mother was taken to the hospital. I had been there only a short time, but I had to go home to be with her. I went to Siddhima to say goodbye. I had been so happy there, sitting next to Maharaji's bed with his picture and plaid blanket drinking chai, walking the paths as cow does, at cow dust time watching the sun set behind the temples, chanting along with the kirtan wallows, my heart so open, love so present, but when I said goodbye, I began to cry. I cried as I bowed to Siddhima, I cried as I gathered my things and put them in the car, and I cried as I said goodbye to the staff. I cried in the car for hours with Ramesh, all the way to Delhi. I cried in grief for my mother and for leaving India and for Maharaji and for all the brokenness in my heart. During that stream of tears, I realized that when you open your heart to any one emotion, including happiness, it is open to all emotions, including sadness and regret and heartbreak and grief. And as Maharaji said often, sub ek, it's all one. Beautiful passage, Mirabai.
1: Thank you. This
2: is really lovely. And, Ramdas, what you, you. You, what you said af- after Mirabai said that and recounted that to you was grief is one of our greatest teachers. It cracks us open. That's how the light gets in. Our friend Leonard Cohn wrote a whole song about that. It demands that we look at our relationship with life and our fear of death, it reveals the great healing power of love. Can you both talk about? It's those are easy. It's living grief is one of our greatest teachers. Is probably one of the um, a big hurdle for people to actually be in the moment with grief. And so, how Ramdas, how do we get in the moment with grief?
0: This moment. Just this moment. A moment is not a time. A moment is all of it. The moment consists of the weather, the feelings of it in your body, your mind. your heart and and suffering and suffering Maharaji had a woman that came in front of him. And she was crying And she said, Maharaji, my life has been suffering, suffering, suffering. And he said, I love suffering because it brings me so close to God. Even grief brings you so close to God. Yeah. Mm.
2: Yeah. You remember those stories of Maharaj... You reminded me when you said that. Different stories about Maharaji when one time, he'd be told about somebody that was getting ready to pass, and he'd do something which ended up, you know, something miraculous that would save that person's life. And it was a lot of concern and about that, and he he would be checking in on it, and then somebody else, he he'd say, "Okay, she's going to die. That person's going to die." He, he with some slightly to us cavalier uh vibration on it to to the people that were near him and and i remember i think the stories with tuari saying how can you act like that are you a butcher he must have said something really bad right about so what and then he said what do you want me to act like all of the what was the word do you know remember that Puppets, puppets all the puppets yeah Do you want me to act like all the puppets? So the wildly divergent ways in which he himself dealt with people passing uh, was extraordinary. So it leads one to believe, perhaps, that there is no whatever's inside of us in the way that we relate with it there's no rules or r- regulations around the reality of it. And when he, who is living in the reality of it, knows it's, it's a completely other thing. Is it not? Yeah. Yeah. Um, in, in the book, maybe Mirabai, you want to, I, I think, I don't know who brought this up, but, um, It was around uh remember don juan the don juan books the way of Mm -hmm. the yaki and uh, one of the things that i'll never forget about those those books uh, was when he talked about always keep death over your left shoulder and uh, mirabai do you remember this in the book because you you uh, you guys did yeah yeah -hmm. maybe talk about that Uh, i think it's an important uh, point as well
1: well I think that's one of the things that we're trying to do with the book is help people remember, remember that we're all going to die, um, and to therefore live your life, every precious moment of it as, um, knowing that it's, it's go, it's going to end. And, um, and I, I'm hoping that, because this happened for me in writing the book, mm. that um, that it'll help people just be more aware. Uh, it'll help people get beyond. Ram Dass has beautiful passages about uh, letting go of fear and getting beyond fear into love. And I'm hoping that as, as people let go of their various fears about death and dying, that um, death can be, with them and help them live their lives better in it with ease you know and grace um uh so i think that's what he meant you know that that um you know we spend so much time denying that we're going to die not thinking about it and and often acting as if we're going to live forever so um i think I think that's what he was talking about, although it's even bigger than that. And then I think we're hoping that the book will help people in that way.
2: Yeah. And <clears throat> I know Ram Dass, this is dear to your heart because it's in really one of the most important things we've discussed in relation to Love Server Member Foundation that was created to continue the teachings. And that is to give everybody next generation a chance to really bring these teachings into their day-to-day lives so that they can really, you know, there there can be a transformation. And and that's been a really important thing. So some people would look and go, okay, well, this is a book about death and dying, love and death. But meanwhile, I'm 20-odd years old and... Jesus, I never think of that. Mirabai, you wrote in the book about Owen, and you talked to him about it. What do you think? He's thinking, what he thought about HIV, nuclear, you know, just the big things. Well, now there's a lot of them, though, you know, environmentally and everything else. But it didn't occur to him in the way that you were thinking about it. And so I think this is something, you know, really important in relation to the—that the book gives— is that one can, th- the idea of getting into the habit and practice of keeping death over your left shoulder, in a way, uh, being able to live more fully in the moment, is well expressed here in the book. Uh, Ramdas, you said, The wisest beings with whom I have made contact in this lifetime all assure me that a soul leaves the physical plane neither a moment too early nor a moment too late. For most of us on earth who strongly identify with our own bodies and personalities, this is hard to accept. If we have not listened deeply enough inside ourselves to know differently, we consider length of life an asset, which makes it difficult to be with a dying without trying to keep them alive. And I, I think, the, for me, the key thing is those, those of us, which is all of us, who strongly identify with our bodies and personalities. This, so I think at a very early age, how important is it to start the work and the practice of... of uh, which happened to you in a minute with the mushrooms, of course, Ram Dass. <laughs> you went right to the home, home base and from that place, mm-hmm. the rest of your life unfolded and meeting Maharaji soon after. But I think, is it not uh, uh, something that uh, the next generation can can become a little bit more aware of, of? It's not about practicing for death, it's practicing for life. The soul, the soul never is afraid
0: of death. And when you when your sadhana is finished you can get you can get to identify with your soul and then the, no no fear of death because your your soul has experienced death and birth and death and birth yeah. Soul experiences death as a transition. I identify with my soul, I love everyone, everything, I don't have fear. But if I have fear in my mind, in my thoughts,
2: I love it. Yeah. Not to death, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> you used to love it to death. I love that. Now you it's too violent, you said, and it's just love, surrounded with love. <laughs> uh, Mirabai, um, but taking, uh, going from where Ramdas talks about identification with soul, or whatever, spiritual heart, soul, true self, whichever way anybody else wants to characterize it. Again, I go back to the next generation thinking, okay, well, I, what am I supposed to do with a book on death? I'm 24 years old. Uh, yet, that's when I, I said before that, working on that re-identification is something that goes a long way to helping us transform our daily lives and working and being able to work with everything that happens to us uh, with equanimity and and, uh, a completely different view. So tell me what you feel about this regarding how this can really affect people that... Obviously, are young and are not thinking about dying.
1: Yeah, well, I think that young people actually are thinking about dying more than they used to. Because, yes. you know, as it what Owen said that time was AIDS, guns, and the environment. <laughs> you know, yeah. and uh, so young people um, and drugs. So young, many young people have lost friends already. Uh, so there's that, um, and there's a uh, Pete Holmes's uh, blurb said, um, I've never died. Oh, I haven't died. I've never died. But if I do, um, <laughs> I'm going to want to have read this book before it happens. <laughs> but, um, but actually I think when you're younger, you don't talk about it much and don't think about it much unless a friend dies, um, or a parent or a grandparent. Um, and I think in in those young people who've read it so far, they they're they feel happy that that they can because of course it arises in them. So they're happy that somebody's talking about it in a way that is relevant for them. Um, and of course, the way in which Ram Dass talks about death is relevant no matter what age you are. Yeah. You know, so so yeah.
2: Yeah, I I just think I, go ahead, Ramdas.
0: I think that sitting sitting with a parent in their death is a profound profound rite of passage.
2: Big time,
1: yeah. I mean, I I even see that my eight year old granddaughter Dahlia, is very interested in death. And when our dog died last summer, we had she was here, and uh, Danny Goldman's grandkids came over too, and we had a funeral, and we uh, and they they wrote a song, and they kind of follow, they walked out with the with the body of the dog and to a um, we had dug a hole for it. And, um, uh, they sang the song and they gathered flowers and, um, they put flowers on her and they, you know, I could see it was important for them. They were going through it and asking questions. Where did she go? You know, as Maharaji said, where could I go? (laughs) Uh, and, but, um, yeah, I think it's important from the beginning. And one of the things we talk about in the book that in our generation that people never talk to children about it and, mm. ch- and children were never allowed to see a person who died or go to a funeral or anything. And um, I think it it's, it's important at each stage of life. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But I think what this book gives, again, and I keep coming back to this, but I, I do think it's really important, is all throughout the book, the idea of, of re-jiggering the identification, like what one does to get it uh, through practice to not be so identified with who, you know, the, the uh, mini-me, <laughs> some friend of mine called it the other day, the mini me who is believes they are the body, they are the emotions, they are the mind, and they're disconnected from the tr- what Ramdas just said, which is, I am a soul. I am not, and that's of course, uh, Ramdas um, fortunate karma at a young age to uh, have that uh, mushroom trip uh, with Leary and, and Gidsburg and come out into into that place of home. But I think it is important that that practice goes on over a time, so that when you do get to a place where you do really start to think about, geez, I'm, you know, where we're at now, we don't have that much time left, and uh, we hope to be a little less identified with with body and mind and emotions and more with with soul. So I I think that is a, a big reason why I think people who are next generation can really appreciate this book. And uh, one of the other things that uh, is talked about in this book, which is, uh, Ramdas, you talked about fear, which is, of course, just ingrained in the human experience, fear of death and fear in general. But the other thing is fear of change, And uh, you said, you need to find a place to stand in relation to change where you are not frightened by it. Be with the changes, work with the changes, but at the same time cultivate emptiness, spaciousness, awareness, and clarity. This is what the deep spiritual work of sadhana is about. You talk a little bit about uh, developing that, cultivating that place of emptiness, spaciousness, awareness. Most especially awareness, I think.
0: Awareness in, is is us. Is us. It's it's the witness. The mini self is the movie of our lives, of our our incarnation, the witness back further back, back. I use the, the mantra, I, I am loving awareness. 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 awareness. Loving awareness, loving awareness, loving awareness, loving awareness. That's the soul. Loving awareness, loving awareness. I am loving awareness, loving awareness, loving awareness, loving awareness. awareness. And you, Anything you're aware of, you love. Rago, I've forgotten your question.
2: I don't know. You seem to have answered the question. <laughs> <laughs> there was no question. Um, no, uh, I, uh, what we were talking about, I mean, you got so deep, it didn't matter what the hell we were talking about, but it was about change. <laughs> Impermanence, that horrible word that we are all afraid of and uh, and live our lives to avoid. You've just elucidated the uh, antidote to it, which is... <laughs> you know, that deep loving awareness and that practice, which you have been uh, prompting through um, a number of years now, which I tell you, when people write to, to the foundation and I, I'm with you on responding to them, you know, people in real suffering, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I talk about cultivating loving awareness Uh, And I lead them to the film that we did uh, many years ago when you first started teaching loving awareness and uh, uh, shifting your perspective out of your head, out of your ego, out of your mind into that center of your chest and being able to. And by the way, in this book, there's a wonderful, for everybody out there, there's a a uh, practice that Ramdas goes through the uh, Mirabai and Ramdas uh for moving uh, for using scanning and so on that we learned in, with the mostly actually for me through vipassana to be able to move from actually move out of your thinking mind into soul spiritual heart and and just keep on working on on transforming your perspective which uh, is is uh, so so important, and of course, when I ask about that's why what you just gave in uh, just before around change and impermanence having to do with moving into that place is the perfect answer. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there is a prescription, and Ramdas has been giving this given this prescription for many 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 years, and. Uh, uh, around what to do bedside with somebody who is in transition. So Ramdas, maybe you'll just talk about that for a sec. Yeah. First rule
0: is to... is to appreciate that the... that, that, that their death is, is their death. Just because you have your own death scenario. Don't oppose them and don't impose your death, your scenario. Bedside, sitting bedside to a dying person. love them and be a rock. Be a rock for them to lean against a loving rock. Don't pity them. Don't get emotional History, histrionics be a loving rock. They can lean against in philosophy
2: and spirit. Yeah. And To be that rock, maybe the analogy might be what you said earlier about each one of us goes into the room with our own dying scenario of how it might be, how it should be, and and our own reactions, fears, etc. Dropping those at the door is the transformation into the rock that somebody can lean on that isn't feeding back our own... uh, Myriad of suppositions about death, fears, etc. Right? Yep. Hmm. Um, you know, you talk about, Mirabai, in the book, uh, you do, you and Ramdas bring up, there's a section around what we call the mystery. And, um, because we don't know what happens after we die. We, we have the example of the great beings that we have been with and their teachings. Uh, but the ultimate personal experience of it, no one has until they actually go through it. So can you talk about uh, what the mystery means? And the? I, I call it having a real respect for that mystery that might help with, with fear?
1: Hmm. Well, we don't know what's going to happen after death. We have heard from wise beings and thought about it a lot and uh, but, but nobody has ever really come back and reported to us so it's um I think it's partly comfort in not knowing and um being being in the moment, knowing that we don't know, uh, even though Ramdas has some really I great ideas about what happens after death and of course many many many, teachers do but even if you feel you absolutely don't know it's about dropping into the moment and if you're in the moment and open to whatever's going to happen it doesn't really matter what happens after you die so um it's embracing the mystery not being afraid of the mystery being able to live with it and uh just enjoy it ride
2: it Does that help? Yeah. 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 And I, I, th- uh, I, th- we've, and we've all had experiences of one sort or another that take us out of our time and space. Mm-hmm. That is the mystery. And, and if you start to respect those moments, I think they can be powerful tra- transformers. Yes. yes. Right. Um, I, I just tell one little story. I, I met uh, the sixteenth Karmapa, who was uh, just before he died in the early '80s, actually, and he was doing a black hat ceremony, and and we would be able to walk right in front of him and put the, he put the scarf on you, the kata silk scarf, and when I got near him, I I just felt Maharaji's presence. It was so powerful. I went, oh my God, this is so, because there is only one thing, as Maharaji said, there's only one thing, and. And he, he was in that same bodhisattva place, obviously. So it was a great experience. Four years ago, of course, he died, again, in 82 or three or something. And then reincarnation happened, which was the 17th Karmapa. Young man, I met him when he was about 30. Well, he's only 33 or something now, so he was 29, 30 then. A few years ago, and we were able to hang out Sharon and Krishnas and I with him, in his suite in a hotel, when we were visiting, uh, when we were going to the teachings of His Holiness the Dalai Lama, so at one point he did the same thing with us. He put the we gave him the silk scarf. He put it over our heads and he thanked us and actually held our hand for a minute, thanked us for coming. And when he did that with me in particular, I had it was an extraordinary experience. I can't tell you in words except I knew holy shit this is the same thing. Whatever was in that. 16th is in the 17th Mm -hmm. i can't tell you in words but deeply experiential place of it i i was gone for hours after that Uh, so uh, you know all of the and ramdas you yourself have said in talks similar experiences and of course with maharaji we had those many 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 moments of those um and and as far as everybody listening out there, there is a a trust quotient here. Trust. It, I mean, again, I've said this a billion times. I trusted Ramdas when I first met you, and that led me to Maharaji's feet. And that trust uh, is passed from person to person to person. And you talk about it. That love radiates person to person. That love includes trust and um i think that that can give us a a leg up on getting a little bit more comfortable with quote unquote the mystery i don't think you need those quotes don't need the quotes no okay i'm getting rid of the quotes (laughs) you can just call it the mystery (laughs) just the mystery okay (laughs) It's dramatic i am trying to be a little dramatic thats all. oh God, this is a wonderful book and uh, uh oh we're we're at the end of our allotted time here for uh Ramdas here and now podcast on be here now network but uh, there's one thing I love in this book uh as much as oh, anything right. else It's when you guys went to um uh, there was a Seva concert uh, for Ramdas. Mm-hmm. What is it? It's, it's a year ago, year and a half ago or something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Joan Baez was there, and you became friendly with her, Ram Dass in particular, mm-hmm. all of you. And she she uh, sang a song at the concert called Last Leaf, which is a mm-hmm. Tom Waits song.
1: Last Leaf on the Tree.
2: Last Leaf on the Tree, which I absolutely, well, I adore Tom Waits, and I love that song. And, it, and the lyrics go, I'm the last leaf on the tree. The autumn took the rest, but they won't take me. I'll be here through eternity. If you want to know how long, if they cut down yeah. this tree, I'll show up in a song. I mean, how beautiful is <laughs> that?
1: Oh, my God. I love that so much. <laughs> oh,
2: that's wonderful. It
1: makes me cry. Yeah,
2: really. It's so and fantastic. Tom Waits,
1: Tom Waits was so happy that... That Ram Dass wanted to use it in the book. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. He sent a message saying he was so happy. He didn't oh. want anything, um, you know, because for song lyrics, you always have to pay a big a fee. He didn't want anything. He just wanted two copies of the book, which are on, on their way to oh, him. Yeah? Right? Oh, yeah? yeah. Fantastic.
2: <laughs> oh, fantastic. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> that Talk about a true soul brother. Top yeah. Weight. Okay, well, when this is, we're done here, and we're going to say goodbye, but I'm just going to tell you what I'm going to do. We're going to okay. play that Tom Waits song. We're going to put it in the
1: podcast. Oh, nice. Okay. Oh, great. Can you do that without,
2: <laughs> yes? Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. Tom will be okay, okay with it. Yeah, you know, he will. His record company will come after us, and then we'll cut it out <laughs> if we really get up tight. I can't believe that they would, but Ramdas, <laughs> thank you so much, and Mirabai, for being yeah. here today. Yeah, you
1: know. What happened? I don't know what, I've never done a, a um, you know, a zoom so late in the day and, you know, it was brightly lit in here yeah. and then we just witnessed the dying of the light. Yeah. You know,
2: <laughs> How appropriate. Soon, pretty
1: soon this last light will go out and I will just You'll fade. fade completely.
2: <laughs> You'll fade away. Oh God. Uh, anyhow, thank you guys for doing, writing this book. Okay. okay, that's the bottom line, and uh, and sharing uh, with us today. Uh, so, this is uh, Ramdas here and now on BeHereNowNetwork.com, dot com. Ramdas. Uh, oh
1: wow, Ramdas! This is great. This is like being back in the room again. <laughs> this is really great. <laughs>
2: uh, so we shall say Namaste. Namaste.
1: Namaste. love you guys humbleless Le on
3: the tree the old- I fight off the snow I fight off the hail Nothing makes me go I'm like some vestigial tale I'll be here through eternity If you want to know how long if They cut down this tree I'll show up in a song I'll